What's up, guys? It's Minky, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. All right, this episode should be premiering on Halloween, so happy Halloween. I hope by now I've watched Hocus Pocus, the first one. I still need to watch the second one, but it's like tradition for me to at least see Hocus Pocus. It used to be when I had cable, but you know, now that we've gotten rid of that high-ass cable, I don't see over half of the same repetitious movies and TV shows that I used to see over and over and over by default. So yes, hopefully by now I've watched Hocus Pocus and you know, the signs of Halloween being here means that even better times are on the way, like Thanksgiving and Christmas, although we know the true history of Thanksgiving now. And plus, I've never really been a fan of Thanksgiving foods, so don't really care about that. I'm here for Christmas, and then I'm here for aqua season because that is the best time of the year. All right, all right, guys, you already know what I'm about to talk about first. Let's get into our college football news really quickly. So Auburn should be back in action this week. I'm very excited to see. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily the right choice of words. I don't know if I'm very excited to see us, but you know, whether we suck or not, I do miss seeing us on the TV screen. It's just weird when your team isn't playing. Um, you either want to le- see them lose. I mean, but you got to be a diehard like football fan for to crave something like that. Of course, if they suck and you're not really into football, you're not going to really care about when they don't play week in and week out. But if you really care, like moi, you know, I miss them. I miss my little losers. <laughs> I do. I do. And um, guys, no harsh feelings towards my team. You know, I don't want any of them to listen to me like, dang, she be on us, but dang, who's not on us right now? And dang, you know, it's the truth. All right. But I miss you guys. Excited to see you guys back in action. The infamous Bama and LSU game is coming up. Um, not sure if I have this timing right, but by the time you guys hear this episode, it will be the week of the game or the week after, but I think it'll be the week of. So very, very excited for that. Um, I wouldn't count LSU out. You know, they have been having some inconsistency, uh, especially with their defense or on their offense, probably really on both sides of the ball. They've been showing a little bit of inconsistency, but the point is, is that each week they're getting better and better week in and week out. Um, Brian Kelly or BK as they call him, which I love. I mean, hello, why would I not? They, um, he's been, he's been helping them stay disciplined and put in the work. And this is what it looks like when you have a good coach, you can have bad moments, you can have bad games, but you know that there's room to improve. Vice versa. Let's look at Auburn where you may have some good moments. You may have some bad moments, but there's no real true sign of improvement. We're just, we're at a standstill. All right. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully LSU gives Bama their second dub, puts them out of the college football playoff race and yeah, go Tigers, go Tigers. Also important, important news. We're off college football now, but important, important news to the people in power who are trying to block and sue the student loan like forgiveness, stop it. You guys have already stopped and made the language change that would have helped other people as well. So forget you guys for that. I want to drop another F-bomb, but I'm trying to be a little respectful. Forget you guys for doing that because 
Why does it bother you that people are getting relief? I have no idea because when it's your businesses, when it's other corporations and you want to give them tax breaks, you completely understand relief. But when it comes to the basic human being just trying to make it in this world, no matter what their income range is, whether it's below poverty level or if it's even middle level at this point, because middle level is basically poverty level with the way wages are not going up to match inflation and vice versa, which let's just point it out. You don't have to take my word for it. You can do your own research. A big reason that inflation is going up is because of all these tax breaks that the rich and wealthy are getting and these corporations are getting and they're not paying their fair share. Whoop-de-fucking-do. Surprise, surprise, okay? So if y'all really want to help us, make them pay their fair share like we have to, whether we have it or not. That would be a great help. But for the people who are literally trying to cock block and stop this debt forgiveness, let it go. Like if you don't want Joe to have a win that bad with student loan forgiveness, you have issues. If you don't want people to have relief that bad, you have issues. If you had to pay yours and you have this mindset, I had to pay mine, so you should have to suffer too. You have issues. That might not be nice to say on BK, but I'm just being honest. Issues. (laughs) issues we can't guys we can't have this mentality I suffer through this so you have to suffer too that's just not fair that's not fair at all and if you have that keep that to yourself please because as you can see Mickey does not does not agree but please just stop it you guys already changed some of the language and have already hurt some people are you really trying to hurt everybody and how does this affect your life like this should not affect your personal life this much for people to have relief and get a little comfort should not make you this miserable all right so let's cut that out also this November, people are coming out to vote on issues like abortion state rights and, you know, trying to help different things to combat inflation and all that and trying to put the right leaders in power. So since we're in the middle of election season, we can still maintain the power. And I mean, as we all learned through the Obama administration, and if you learned way before then, which I am proud of you, that, you know, it's so much more than presidency. You got to hold the power in the House and the Senate. And then, as we can see, Democrats hold the power right now, but the Democrats who are in power, it is a joke. It is a joke. They are literally Republicans in waving a blue flag. So it is a joke. Um, we got to put the right people in power. And I don't care if they are Republican, Democrat, independent, whatever helps move this country forward in the right way. That's what I want. That's what I want. Am I going to agree with all of them? No, because even when they're Democrat, do I agree with everything? No, because the older and younger Democrats, my goodness, it's 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 a vast, vast, stark difference between them. But I don't really care. I don't really care as long as we can. Both sides can make the best decision possible for society as a whole or at least come to a middle point a middle ground and try to make the best decision for everybody possible that's what I would like is that what happens in politics absolutely not is it filled with a whole bunch of liars and everybody on their own selfish missions absolutely but for the people that actually show up in politics and in congress and in the senate and in the presidency and so forth and so on no matter what role you play and you actually try to make the lives of other human beings better shout out to you Shout out to you guys to not enforce your selfish views or want people to suffer because maybe you didn't suffer or just being a hypocrite in certain areas. Shout out to you guys. 
Um, I just want to, I want this country to get better, especially if I'm going to put babies in it. I want this country and this world to get a lot, lot better. All right. So the first topic that I want to talk about this week is would you really be able to give what you didn't get in your childhood? Is that really possible for you? And the reason I pose this question is because I've been thinking about this myself lately. Could I really give myself the things that I needed? Could I really protect someone else the way I needed protection? Um, The goal is to, of course, give what you didn't have. The goal is to, whether they're your kids or not, make someone else's life a little better and hopefully not have them suffer in the same ways that you had to, although we know a lot of people in the world don't agree with that sentiment. Still, I should say that's more of a personal goal for myself. However, I've been paying attention and realizing lately that um, it's not as easy, which I never thought it would be easy because, I mean, it takes work. It takes work to get it right for yourself, let alone to not only acknowledge this is what happened to me and this is a healthier way to look at it and blah, blah, blah. Then it's, okay, how now do I see it in other people? Or now that I see it, when do I speak up? When do I not? How do I protect them? What are the ways they may need protecting? Because the ways they need protecting may not be the ways that I need to be protected and vice versa. And I think of my brother and there are so many things that the younger him reminds me of younger me. And I think, oh, if somebody would have did this and that or had said this or done this differently, maybe this would have helped me look at life a little different or I would have caught on to certain things a little quicker. And, you know, I don't know. I just it's always a shoulda, coulda, woulda moment. And so I look at my brother and sometimes I have the opportunities to possibly give out what I think I may have needed. And then it's like, when I get ready to give it out, I think how drastically different our situations are, but still similar. Like I can see parts of me when I was a child and him, but at the same time, the kind of things that he craved and his desires and his, his upbringing and his, his, the way he's built his personality is still so drastically different from mine that how do you give what you didn't receive? Because they are not you. And it's not to say that it's not possible, but it's a job and a task to figure that out yourself. And I'm thinking like, if I feel this way with my brother, what the hell am I going to do when I have kids, guys? And <laughs> Like if they are in situations or if I put them in environments in their childhood that I went through, um, whether on purpose or not, which of course I say, it wouldn't be on purpose, but you never really know how life is going to turn out, you know? Um, how am I supposed to help them? What if they don't have the same personality as me, which nine times out of 10, they probably won't. And what are the right tools and what I needed, they may not need and vice versa. And I think what I came to the conclusion of is it takes work. Duh. Like what? Y'all, have y'all realized I've been saying that a lot lately? Like, this takes work, that takes work, this takes work, this won't be easy. Um, everything takes work. (laughs) Like, everything takes work. Discovering yourself, figuring out how to be a better person, not only to you, but to other people. Getting closer in your relationship with God, if you believe in him. Like, everything takes work. Everything. That's the biggest conclusion that I've, like figured out in 2022 so far 
everything takes work and some stuff is worth uh working on and working through and other things are not so it's about learning how to have wisdom and make the right decisions for that but I really posed the question to myself, like, would I be able to do this for my own children? Can I do this in ways for my brother that need? And even if it came down to myself, like if I could have an out of body experience and go talk to my younger self, could I comfort her? Could I help her? Or would younger me be looking at older me like, you sound crazy and how nice to be talking from the side of you've escaped this and I'm still in this so you sound asinine to me or your words are empty to me you know I don't know I don't know I think in our heads we think oh I know this I know myself I would be able to give so much comfort to myself right if I had the opportunity but I don't know I'm questioning it could I really have done it would it really have made a difference I'm a little skeptical though so it wouldn't be too surprising and too far away from my personality for my younger if I had the opportunity to have an autobody experience for my younger self to question older me like yeah okay either a show me some proof or b explain why this matters to me and I'm still in this moment right now that yeah, it could also just be me. <laughs> me with my skepticism, me being difficult, me having problems with living moment to moment and, you know, trying to escape so many moments. I'm literally having a thought right now as I think this through is is one of the reasons I have a problem living moment to moment because so many of my moments I wanted to escape. Like I was always future forward thinking. I'm a planner and I think that's just part of my personality makeup. I think I possibly would have always been a planner no matter, you know, how my childhood went or whatever. But yeah, and do I struggle with living moment to moment because I was always trying to run and escape the moments? Hmm. I don't know. I I think that could be a, a good little revelation that I just had in this very moment. I'm going to sit with that. I'm going to sit with that. I'm going to think on that. If I come up with any other conclusions, I'll update you guys. But I'm going to sit with that because I think that's a very um, a big point, <laughs> a big point that I just that just hit me. That's crazy. That's that's really wild. Don't you guys love when I have revelations on the podcast and you guys hear my revelations in real life time or as close as real life as possible since it's pre-recorded? <laughs> so I pose a question to you guys. Do you think that it is easy or that it would be possible for you and who you are as a person to be able to protect somebody from the things that you went through, whether it is a sibling, whether it is your children, or whether it's just helping, you know, a stranger, a friend, a coworker, whatever. Could you protect somebody from the stuff or could you give them the things that you didn't receive in your childhood that you felt like you needed? Could you do it? All right, guys, next point I want to talk about is how much grace do you give yourself? How much grace do you give yourself? Um, Do you give anyone grace? Are you better at giving others grace versus yourself? What does your grace level look like? So I can't remember the episode, but I know that I have told you guys recently that I've been practicing kind of like the same thing where you have to forgive like 17 times seven, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
<laughs> but like the daily, like 70 times seven thing, I've been trying to implement that practice uh, with forgiveness, with grace. So uh, it's been a challenge. <laughs> it's definitely been a challenge. Have I done it? Absolutely. Um, are there moments where I really hate like extending grace. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because the flesh parts of me probably want to act out, probably want to react and not just respond, probably want to make you feel the pain that I felt and, you know, all the naughty, naughty things that the flesh makes you want to do. But, um, I have been extending grace and what I realize is, is that, yes, we tell people, you know, give people other chances and everything. But maybe the reason people are having a hard time extending grace to others is because so many people struggle with giving grace to themselves. When I, and maybe I just could have been up my own ass and in my own world, but I never realized the high volume of people that struggle with forgiving themselves for things that they have done, whether they meant for it to turn out that way or not, whether their intentions were pure about a situation or not. There are a lot of people that struggle, like struggle with forgiving themselves, struggle with giving themselves time to heal, struggle with giving themselves time to um, just learn how to be different, learn how to adjust to their new normal and different things of that nature. And we pressure each other like, well, you need to get it together. You need to get it together and extend grace and extend forgiveness and do all this for other people. But I think the key is, is that we have to learn how to do it for ourselves first, right? Like how can, it's kind of like the same way with love. You want me to pour out all this amazing love, but what if I can't, you know, pour love into myself? How can I really give it to you? Or you want me to speak to you with such kind words and empathy, but have you seen the way that I speak to myself? Have you seen the thoughts that, you know, leave my head and come out of my mouth to myself? Like it starts with us. And so if you're struggling with giving grace, I would ask myself, how often do I give myself grace? And how, like, how good at it am I, you know, for giving myself and extending grace to myself? And if you're really bad at doing it for yourself, maybe that's a correlation of why you can't give it to other people. And I know there are like some special cases where people are so good at giving to others and pouring into others, but they can't pour into themselves, I would check in with that too. Because if you can do it for everybody else, why not do it for yourself? You deserve, you know, the love, the empathy and the grace and compassion. It's even more reason that if you can pour it out into other people, whether they deserve it or not, I mean, grace is grace for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, there's a situation where it could have went, a, it could have taken a different turn and or people could have held on to anger and different emotions and stuff, but they're choosing to move forward in a positive and healthy way. They're choosing not to fight fire with fire. They're choosing not to get revenge and get even. Um, you know, that's power and strength within itself. And like I said, if you can give it to other people, even more reason to give it to yourself. And if you're a person who can't give it to other people because you struggle with even giving it to yourself, um, you deserve to have grace not only from others, but definitely from yourself. And if you don't give it to yourself, how can you expect other people to give it to you?
And if you don't give it to yourself, how can you teach other people to give it to you? Kind of like the same way with love. People are like, love me in this way, but I don't really know the ways that I truly need to be loved. You know, support me in this way, but I can't really tell you the ways I need to be supported, but just support me. And when they do support you in their own way, but it doesn't really add up to the way that you need to be supported, you're like, oh, you're not supporting me. And that's not necessarily the case. They are. But you need it in a very specific, unique way, which no shame. We're all very different, specific individuals, right? But we got to know for ourselves in order to be able to tell other people when they're doing it right or wrong. So it's just about self-work. And I just really wanted to know, like, are you guys good with grace, with giving it out? Um, Are you better at giving to others than to yourself? Are you good at even giving it to yourself? And if you're struggling in any area, let's make that the challenge for this week. Let's practice doing the inner work on why am I struggling giving grace or even receiving grace. Sometimes people have a hard time receiving grace. You know, people be like, no, I just want to hold on to it. I want to hold on to it. I messed up. I messed up. I want to hold on to it. And people are extending kindness and grace to you. It's like, no, let's move forward. It's like, no, I'm stuck in this moment. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck here. I can't move. Why do we feel held hostage by our mistakes? Right? Why do we feel held hostage? Even when people free us, we still hold ourselves in prison sometimes, depending on the mistakes that were made and the decisions and choices that were made. That's a question to ask ourselves as we discover this grace chapter and journey that we're doing right now, right? So that's my challenge for my BK fam this week. How are you with grace? Examine how you are with grace, whether to yourself and others. And if you're bad at it, let's try to do some inner work and figure out why. So we can all be better at not only extending it, but receiving grace as well. All right, guys, I just want to do a mental health check-in. I haven't done one in a while. Just checking in with us, seeing how we're feeling. It's also getting cold. So I know that a lot of people suffer with seasonal depression. So add more light into your room, add more natural light, open up the windows, the curtains, the blinds, whatever, go outside, take you some walks, um, exercise, get those endorphins moving and help make you happy. Just different things, get you something warm, watch you some like good movies, blankets, whatever makes you feel good in this season. Put in the time and the effort to make yourself feel good. Do not get so consumed with the many roles that you wear, whether it's parent, sibling, um, daughter, son, cousin, uh, CEO, regular job, uh, it doesn't matter. Prioritize your mental health. It is so, so important. I also know that the holidays are coming up and that, you know, a time where most people would assume we all feel great. We all feel loved. A lot of people feel empty and lonely, or it's a reflection of how one year was and it's no longer this. So be easy on yourself, give yourself grace And let's make sure we prioritize our mental health so we can enjoy this season and it doesn't have to be a Debbie Downer season. All right. So I just want to make sure that we are okay. Remember to talk to someone, a trusted source. Don't just be out here telling your business to any and everybody. Some people love your pain. Some people love the fact that you are suffering. It gives them life. It feeds them energy. Sounds messed up to say, but it's true. Some people love it. So make sure that you're talking to a trusted source. Consult God and pray. If you believe in him, pray, pray, pray. Pray every day. 
whether you feel good or bad, it keeps you, it keeps you aware of his presence. He keeps you checking in. He keeps the relationship as a partnership and not a dictatorship and not one-sided. So pray, pray, pray. But therapy, hello, for all my people that believe in God, therapy is great as well. So my suggestion is tag team life with both. Both are a necessity. If you are anxious or feeling overwhelmed, remember the different grounding exercises that I've talked about, like the different five senses thing or taking something really, really cold and like holding it in your hands so your brain can shift focus to, mm, we're holding on to something really cold versus the anxious thoughts that may be making you feel very anxious or overwhelmed. So remember to try different grounding exercises and not just those. There are so so many maybe listen to relaxing music go take your um shoes off and put them on either some concrete or some grass or something sand wherever you are ground yourself ground yourself and try different ones to figure out what works with you we're all different so try different ones so you know what works best for you and remember that mental pain can lead to physical pain all right. Mental pain can lead to physical pain. I touched on this in the episode title, Ouch, This Hurts. Sometimes our bodies hurt from our hearts being broken. People can die from having a broken heart. So pain and uh, consistent, relevant pain, having to deal with that often is definitely possible. But the most important thing is remember to be kind to yourself and others make sure you're good so the best version of you pours back into other people and make sure you're good because life is hard enough and you deserve to feel good and happy and at peace okay i love you guys bk fam please 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 take care of your mental health and your hearts and yourselves take care of yourselves All right, before we end the episode, you know, uh, we're going to do a question segment, which I told you guys is becoming like one of my new favorite things. So thank you for sending in questions, whether you send them through the Anchor app, through the voice memo, um, through the Anchor app, or if you meet us over there on IG at Blank Canvas official page, thank you for sending your questions. Or if somehow you know someone who knows me and you somehow get the question to me personally, I don't care where it comes from. Thank you. Thank you guys. All right. So I have three questions to answer today. This will be my first time reading them and seeing them. Remember, I am not a therapist. I am not a doctor. Take this advice at your own risk. I want to try the best of my ability. And remember, it's all from my perspective, my pinpoint, and the different experiences I've experienced. This is shaping the advice that I'm giving you. Okay. Here we go. First question. They said, hello, Mickey. I love the show. Hi. And remember, I leave you guys anonymous. So they have a name, but uh, I'm leaving them their name out on purpose. Hi. Thank you for putting out new episodes every week. My question is, oh, you're welcome, by the way. My question is, my boyfriend and I have been dating on and off for three years now. He suggested we take a break because we've been arguing a lot lately. Should I do it? On and off for three years. Um... That's a problem. Why are we on and off for three years? What are what is the core problem that you guys keep arguing about? What's the root issues? What is the disconnect? Where are you guys missing each other? Or where are you guys not hearing each other? Why on and off for three years? What are we not getting right? That's my first question. Secondly, anytime somebody asks me about taking a break, I think of one of my old friends and they were big on no breaks. They're like, 
what are we breaking for? We're breaking up. (laughs) And that is so funny. And that's kind of always stuck with me because I'm kind of the same way. Like, eh, we're breaking up. We are totally breaking up. And on and off for three years. If it was me, I would have been gone with the on and off for three years. But as I've gotten older and I've seen the way different people handle relationships and stuff, I really have no judgment for it because I've seen on and off way longer than three years or you see people that may not be on and off, but maybe they should have taken a break, you know, to reevaluate some things and see if this is really, you know, what they want out of life. So I, I don't know. I would try to figure out what are the core issues that y'all keep having. And if they're repeated offenders, let's try to actually get to the root cause of why this is a problem, why this is the trigger. And, you know, why does this keep happening? Also, talk to talk to him about what is this break going to be? How long is this break going to be? Is this break so we can really put in the work, whether it's going to therapy, doing the shadow work and so forth and so on, really soul searching ourselves. Sorry, guys, really soul searching ourselves so we can figure out, you know, how to come back together stronger or are we just breaking that like have sex with other people and like mess around and I need a break because this is too hard because if it's a break like that, that's a problem because what are you going to do when you get married? If you guys get married, like what are you going to do? I need to break off every time we have an argument. No, like this is the time to learn how to deal with conflict and how you guys deal with conflict. Cause every person deals with it differently. And then everybody responds like the resolution that they come up with, they come to it differently and on their own. And then again, different situations and different factors always apply. So this honestly would be a great time for you guys to figure out either why it's not working or find healthier ways to communicate and problem solve. Um, and I would get clarification on this break because what are we doing on this break? Like we still not seeing other people because people love taking breaks and having sex with other people and then break babies and everything come up. Like if we're having a break just for you to sleep around, I would have a problem with that. Like if you're not really putting in any work to help us get better because having break babies and people you didn't slept with on the break is not really going to bring us closer. It's going to like add fuel to the fire. So uh, I would see how serious they are and if they're using this break as an excuse that this break is going to eventually lead to a breakup. That's my opinion. Take care of your wrist. Okay. And thank you so much for listening. All right. Question number two. They said, my boyfriend and I recently got engaged. He still talks to his ex. Mm. Mm. They are good friends. Ooh. Okay. Now that we're about to get married, I'm no longer comfortable with them communicating. Am I wrong? Should I ask him to stop? Oh, first of all, the female in me. I don't know if you guys heard that mini scream. I didn't want to like burst your eardrums. But yeah, I had a mini scream. The female in me is screaming for you. Um, But here's what I will say. Why the fact that y'all are engaged, this is just not bothering you. Have you always felt like something more was going on or something more could possibly happen? And you just weren't afraid because, oh, we're just dating. So if he cheats on me, no big deal. Or I can just get with somebody else and blah, blah, blah. Like, 
what was your reasoning behind that? Why all of a sudden? Because you got a ring on your finger now. And if he was committed to you, respectful, trustworthy to you and boyfriend, girlfriend stage, do you not trust him to be respectful and committed to you in fiance stage? And if that's the case, isn't that a bigger red flag within itself? Because then when y'all get married, are you not going to expect him to be faithful and trusted to you then? What's really changing besides the fact that now you have a ring on your finger, but the foundation should hopefully be there by the time you get the ring? Or is the ring helping you realize that maybe your foundation isn't as solid as you thought that it was? Should you ask him to stop? I think you should talk to him first. I think, and before you talk to him, probably try to do some you know, some searching on, hey, this makes me feel insecure in this way, or hey, she gives me bad vibes, and I didn't really feel comfortable as a girlfriend to tell you stop uh, talking to her because y'all are still friends and y'all are exes and blah, blah, blah. Um, Are your feelings valid? Absolutely. Your feelings are valid. And I'm not saying that because it's female to female. If it was a male and the situation was reversed his feelings would still be valid as well but before you go communicate with him what the real issue is I would really sit down and try to do the work with the real issues because you don't want to go talk to him and say it's this and then y'all solve that and then you'd be like well just kidding I really did the core work and it's really this and I I masked it with this and then he's like yeah now you're making shit up so I would put in the work to really figure out why does it make you feel uncomfortable and why now all of a sudden or admit to him that it's always made you feel uncomfortable and you're just now saying it and then I would you know I would honestly want both of you to try to figure out a solution I would not want it to just be all in one party because this relationship takes two to tango and both need to be comfortable and if he starts making sacrifices for you like that now and then he's only doing it for you you don't want resentment to come up in the future or you wouldn't be like well I got rid of my friends because you were insecure about my friends and then you never really know when the day might come where the roles will reverse and you get tested on the same thing. And he's like, mm, I remember when I had to get rid of mine. Here you go. Mm, your turn. You don't even want it to turn into like a tick for tack thing. So figure out the real reason why it bothers you and then communicate with him. Don't just ask him, just stop and be like, accuse him of this and that. Talk to him, communicate with him and talk to him like you love him if you love him. All right. Don't talk to him like he has just violated you in the utmost way. Talk to him like you love him. And that will help you come from a more empathetic, forgiving, grace giving place. All right. I hope that helps. Third and final question. They said, hi, Miki. I love blank canvas. Oh, thank you. It's the best way to start my week. I agree. <laughs> So my father has been very inconsistent in my life. He wants to rekindle our relationship again. I'm married with children now, and I don't know if I should attempt to have a relationship with him again and involve my kids this time. Should I try? Love you, and thanks for your vulnerability when it comes to your experience with fathers. Oh, thank you so much, babe. Thank you. Um... Thank you for your vulnerability and your bravery to ask me this question. And thank you for trusting my advice when it comes to this question. Um, let's start with your father's been inconsistent. 
that takes a toll on you yourself. I think the best thing that my dad did was he walked out of my life and he stayed gone. I've seen what inconsistent parents do and it's not just fathers, whether it's mothers or fathers. Inconsistent parents, I feel like do more damage than parents that just walk away and stay gone. That's just my opinion. Do children whose parents walk away and stay gone, do they have their own set of issues to deal with? Absolutely. But from what I've seen, and I mean from seeing multiple different ways and areas in my life, I think it's better if they walk away and stay gone. So you have the issue of the inconsistency. And whether it's coming from a parent or anybody in our life, it affects us in some kind of way. So your feelings are valid. Let's start with that. Your feelings are very valid. Your fear is very valid. Here's what I would do. If you're a spiritual person, pray on it. Be like, God, why are they coming back? Is this temporary? Like I would ask God, is this a temporary moment? Is this just a healing moment? Is this going to heal something in me that's going to help me be a better parent? That's going to help me love my spouse better and so forth and so on. Is this a healing moment that's not, I don't even need. Maybe it's a healing moment that my father needs to help him be better, to help him come to peace, to help him stop, you know, dealing with some of his demons. Maybe it's more so for him. And then it could also be, is this something that could last the rest of our lives could he only was he only show, showing up in the best way possible for him it wasn't good enough it wasn't good enough in your younger years but is he trying to make amends be better now are you open to receive that that's a big thing if you're not there is no judgment because there would be people who'd be like I would die for a relationship with my father and he's trying and you just blah 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 people can't speak on you your feelings, how you feel, what you've had to deal with, how the inconsistency has shaped you and how you look at life and people. So um, your feelings are valid. Don't let the outside sources, opinions, noise, like just drown you out and make you feel miserable. Don't let that happen. But also just... um. Mm-hmm. take your time take your time I would definitely pray on it I would pray is this seasonal or is this something that could be a lifetime and whatever it is I would pray for God to give me the empathy the forgiveness and the compassion to deal with this and the love to deal with this and I would try to remember to see your father as human first yes he wears the title of father and maybe he was nowhere near the father that you needed. And for that, I apologize um, on his behalf. And maybe that helps, maybe that doesn't. But I apologize that you even had to deal with that, you know, because you didn't ask to be here. You didn't ask to be born into the family you were born into. You didn't ask to be stuck with the parents you were stuck with. But God is very intentional. So whatever your dad did or didn't do, it was needed to shape you into the person that you are today. It was needed to shape you and guide you to make the decisions that you have made today. And now I'm reading that, you know, you are married with children. And before, if you're really nervous about introducing the kids, figure out what you want to do and where you stand. And um, then slowly include them talk to your husband see if he's comfortable with it too and the only reason I say communicate with your husband with that is because it's both of you guys as children and um 
you don't really know how the inconsistency will affect them. But then again, we don't really know if he's still going to be inconsistent. He could be done with being inconsistent. And, you know, having a relationship with you and his grandchildren could be the most healing thing ever. A lot of times, which again is not fair and unfortunate, but sometimes our parents are better grandparents than they were parents. And they pour into those grandkids in the ways that they should have poured into us and then some. But who are we to block our grand, like our children's blessings? I was going to say our grandkids, but who are we to block our kids' blessings? If they can get something healthy, if they can get something pure, loving, and genuine, who are we to really block that? Maybe they, you know, God put them here to be better grandparents than parents. And again, it's not fair. It's not right. But take your time with that. Take your time with introducing the kids. Talk to your husband if you trust him. I hope you do. But um, again, no judgment because we all know marriages out here are fair game for everybody. So if it's a safe place for you to talk to him about, I would talk to him. I would definitely pray on it. And if you're willing to give a chance, don't worry about what anybody says or thinks. Try not to hold him hostage to his past. And if you are going to move forward, really put in the steps to move forward. And don't cheat yourself. Like, you know, I talked about it from the grandkids perspective, but don't cheat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. If you can have a father for the second half of your life, and if he can pour into you the gems and, and the love that you needed for the rest of your days and the rest of his days, and it's healthy and it's as pure and genuine as it can get, why not? Why not get what he didn't give you in your younger years? So it's up to you. Um, Mickey is not against it. I just say, pray on it, move out of wisdom. Don't cheat yourself. Don't cheat the kids. And just remember that life is short. You can either hold on to the pain forever, or if you really feel comfortable, if you really feel comfortable, don't let anybody force you. If you feel comfortable and you're ready, then why not, girl? Try to go for it and let that love be showered and poured into you that you didn't get when you were younger. Because who the hell says you don't deserve it? You do. Those babies do, you do, and you deserve a full, well-rounded, blessed life, okay? All right, guys, so that's the end of question time, and that is the end of this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed, and I can't wait to see what we talk about next week. I hope that helped. All right, see you next week. Bye. Blank canvas, blank canvas, blank canvas